We were talking earlier. I don't if we want to do like a little bit of a slow roll. Uh, so yesterday, John, I um, <laughs> I finally got. Uh, so I'll probably tell some stories about Ireland uh, in the podcast. But I, uh, uh, long story short, I, I came back to America sans phone. My, my phone flew to Ireland. It did not fly back. <laughs> and I've been without a phone. My phone broke right before I got on the plane almost. Uh, so I've been without a phone for almost three weeks. And yesterday I spent most of, of the day either with our own internal support or Sprint trying to get my new phone activated. Okay. And uh, I didn't realize it, but I guess Ross, when I came out, told me I was in that room on the phone with Sprint for two hours. Yep. Which so I, yeah, I yesterday, really. so was, you could take it from here. This so is yesterday, huh? So yeah. Yes, so this okay. was it was it was me and Carla, and we were actually talking about this because Sean left. I was eating lunch, so this was one o'clock. He came out after three. If I if I before you continue, if I could say what was sort of funny about it is you call Sprint business support, and you think you're just going to get business support. Business support is like this is beyond me. You're going to advanced support. They transfer me, immediately hangs up. <laughs> so I call back. They're like, you know what? Advanced support, often you can't actually do a transfer. Why don't you call advanced support? I'm like, fine. I call them. Advanced support is like, man, this is too advanced. We're going to transfer you to back-end support. <laughs> back-end support is you like... You are way too technical for... <laughs> yeah, back-end support couldn't figure it out either. And they transferred me to something like... It was like mobile telephony advanced support, you know. But anyway, so I'm in there for two hours. Now you take it away. So so basically, you know, Sean is talking to the CEO um, of Sprint. <laughs> I'm a shareholder now. <laughs> but the funny bit was, and Carla mentioned this... You thanked them for their time yeah, after the call. They did call. spend a lot of time on it. I mean, they were really trying to help me. You came out of it as happy as you when you went in. Yeah. And I thought it would have been hilarious to kind of watch <laughs> Sean as a documentary on, like, the left side of the screen and then on the right side of the screen have the same thing happen to Dion and see a comparison <laughs> between the two. <laughs> I have been working on this for two... No, let me tell you what you're going to do, okay? <laughs> say my name. Yeah, say my say name. Say my name. What's my name? Have and you, I will hang up. Have you heard the what's my name story, Carla? No. This is This is... Uh, this might be maybe the hardest I've laughed in the office. Uh, where there is a major problem going on at this point in time. Like, like basically, Wi-Fi is not working for the entire company. And Dion is <laughs> he on... He goes the, into crisis mode. He goes into crisis mode. He's on this P1 call, and they basically... The problem is so big that they basically just have an open P1 meeting, and anyone can kind of join and leave, which is a terrible idea. Isn't he on, like, three different calls at the same time? He's got his cell phone out. He's got the most inefficient thing I've ever seen in my life, where he's simultaneously on three calls. So he has his headset on. He's holding up an old-fashioned, like, 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 like a handheld uh, phone, and he's got a Skype call going on at his call. So all you keep hearing him go is, like, what, wait? What? 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 Hold on. I'm <laughs> muted in that call. Wait, what? No. Say my name. I'm on three calls. I will jump back in. Wait, wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong call here. <laughs> He's oh just on like God. five different calls. But on one of them, on the Open P1 call, they're basically like, you know what? He yells something and, uh, or he asks for an update and, uh, they're like, yeah, um, 
we don't really have an update. You know, uh, you know, maybe we could just call, maybe we could just like rejoin in an hour. He goes, I tell you what, I'll hang up when you say my name. Because <laughs> he, he's convinced nobody even knows who he is. <laughs> and he just goes, say my name, and I hang up. <laughs> say my name. <laughs> I mean, it was like a pop song where, like, the girlfriend uh, is worried uh, that, or, like, after a one-night stand, like, do you really know my name or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. It was good. Yeah. Um, well, should we start? Yeah, let's kick it off. So, uh, we are the Worldwide IT Guys. I'm John. I'm Ross. I'm Carla. This is Sean. And uh, we have a kind of a small group today. Uh Unfortunately, Dion and Steve are traveling. Dan's down in the office uh, dealing with some uh, family issues. So, what's happened last week? I'm you know, back, finally. Sean is back. Yeah, That's good. I was in Ireland for 10 days, uh, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, phone didn't make it back. We're pretty sure it was pickpocketed by a hooker. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've Does your wife, your other wife, know this story? <laughs> Um, oh, which it wasn't like I, you know, I went home with a hooker and she, uh, so she was hanging out with us. Of We're course you didn't. You, you used the hotel room like a classy guy you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went for an actual romp in the hay. It was a farm by, you know, a literal romp in the hay. And then I got my, you know, yes. Yeah. You know, what? I did not realize the euro is a lot more powerful than the dollar. <laughs> um... No, but we're pretty sure she was a hooker. We don't know for a hundred percent. But she was like, so it was the day of the Grand National, which is like their big horse racing event, and there were like a lot of people in the bar and a lot of women in the bar, which was normally wouldn't be odd. But our first seventy-two hours in Ireland to show how non-traditional the tour this was through Ireland, we didn't see a woman or anyone below the age of sixty-five, like for the first three days, because we were just in these old man weird dive bars in these small villages anyhow this horse racing event goes on and this like really like dressed to the nines lady is like following us americans around and like like holding us by the hand and she's at like it it was it was really weird and we asked the one villager like what what's her story and he goes oh that woman She's a child of the moon. Wow. <laughs> that, was the, that was the best description we got. And then at the next bar, like, some really old, weird guy met her up. And I'm like, God damn it, that's probably her pimp. He was so old, I'm like, he can't beat us up. You know, like, we'll be fine. <laughs> but, uh, and then I never saw my phone again. So my supposition is she or her pimp just pickpocketed me. But joke's on them, the phone was broke. Um, <laughs> so, d- I mean, do you get notifications? Was your phone ever turned on? It was on? not. It, it was no. So it was. It was not actually charging up. The battery was a hundred percent dead. So it was a brick. Yeah, it was a brick. So yeah. what they stole is worth nothing, and I will never be able to find it because it can't charge up. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say is like, so there's a couple funny uh, stories about Ireland. We, as I said, it was a non-traditional. Like we flew into Dublin, then we went straight to north of Ireland. I learned you're supposed to. You're not supposed to call it Northern Ireland. At least if you're hanging out with uh, Catholics who want a united Ireland, they don't believe they believe they're living under duress above Ireland because Ireland is not properly united. So you call it north of Ireland to reflect that, that they're living in occupied territory. Um, Wow. So these are the kind of people I'm hanging out with. (laughs) Real (laughs) laid back people. (laughs) And uh, my first morning, I get bit in the ass by a German shepherd. Uh, okay, so how did this hospital. happen? We had some uh, some 
we, we were assuming that you had a steak or bacon in your back pocket or what happened. Well, they did give me a piece of bacon because the dog is so aggressive. They're like, if you feed it, it may not attack you. I'm like, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. I like Become its plan. friends. I feed it. It eats the piece of bacon, then bites my hand, then runs behind me and just <laughs> bites into my ass big time. <laughs> so I was like, thank you for the bacon. I'm still going to bite you. Right. So you had jeans on. I had jeans on. And, and the dog actually went through the jeans. Went through the jeans, went through the underwear, your, bit my ass. your muscular <laughs> glutes. Yeah. It, in the words of CJ, uh, my buddy who was with me, he goes, that dog smelled condescension. <laughs> <laughs> and bit you. Oh, that's um, And at first I was like, it didn't hurt. So I was like, no big deal. And I had just woken up. But then I went to take a shower and I'm like, what? Like at first, I'm like, did I shit myself or something? What? And then I realized, oh, I'm bleeding. So, and first like, of all, why is there a German Shepherd when you just woke up in your? Are you in a pub or are you? Uh, no, I am staying with my buddy and his mom. Okay. So he actually, he's like, you can't stay at my house if you wake up in the middle of the night. This dog will attack you and you'll die. I'm like, okay, well. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you stay at my sister's house, which is like four doors. So down. I'm picturing like a Hangover the movie where you wake up in the morning. There's a German Shepherd, a baby, and yeah, it wasn't quite like that, but it was almost, you know. And uh, once I realized that <clears throat> it broke the skin, I was like, uh, you're supposed to have a tetanus shot after you get bit by a dog, right? I'm, I mean, I'm right on this. Right? Yes, you are right. Yeah, and I'm like, I, and you're supposed to get a tetanus shot if, if you haven't had a tetanus shot. Within the last, like, seven years, you're supposed to get one. Five. Five, I think, is... Yeah. So this is what's interesting. In Ireland, they say it's totally different. Now, the other thing we learned is everyone in Ireland is a liar. So I don't know what's true or not, but I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a prima donna about this, but I, I don't know when my last tetanus shot was. It broke the skin. I should probably just go get a shot. And they're like, oh, yeah, definitely. So they drive me to the hospital there, and... She's like, well, you've had a tetanus shot in America, right? And I'm like, I have, but I, I don't know if it was within the last five years. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, you guys have weak-ass tetanus shots there. Because she claims in Ireland they're lifelong. Yeah, see, Serbian tetanus shots, five years as well. I don't think. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not <laughs> buying it either. I think she's bullshitting I, I, And I'm like, well, she's like, she's like, are you sure they're not lifelong? I'm like, ma'am. You're talking to the most accident-prone American, <laughs> maybe of all time, okay? Um, I have to get them every five years because I either get bit by something or I step on a nail. Like, yes. She's like, all right, I'll give you one. And she goes, good news is you never have to have one again in your life. She's like, because ours are good for a lifetime. Yeah. She's full yeah. shit. She's also, oh, yeah. I got the diphtheria. I'm also uh, diphtheria and um, polio. She's like, it's, oh, it's all in what? one. All in one. She goes, wow. it's it's a lifelong, she's like, it's one shot, lifelong tetanus, immunity, diphtheria, and polio. That, there's no fucking way. <laughs> did, did it, may have, like... it may have been maple syrup she put in my mouth. <laughs> I think she put, like, Guinness. That's what you yeah. It's just I, I Guinness. I feel like you went to the, the Walmart syringe? of the Ireland doctors. Mm. Like... Wait, but that was, did, did you get charged anything? I mean, did, did... Well, I don't know. We'll see if I get a bill. This That's what's sort of funny, too. She's like, you're an, I mean, they immediately were. So there's, like, this was... Such a small village in north of Ireland that they get – I mean, it's not a tourist place. So every time I would just open up my mouth, yeah. everyone would come over like, oh, hey, you know, what do you think of Ireland? You know, it, it like it's not like Dublin where they hear a thousand accents. So she's like, what happened to you? I'm like, I, I got uh, bit by a dog. And, like, once I say that, she realizes I'm an American. And she, she's like, well, was it, a, was it an Irish dog? And 
She's like, listen. Uh, it's actually a German dog. Yeah, so. it's a German dog. It's, it's a fascist Nazis. dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she goes, well, just fill out this form. And she just gives me a blank sheet of inkjet paper. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I don't know if she just needed the cameras to see her passing me a form. Oh, yeah, and yeah. me signing it and, and sending it back. That she, thing. Yeah, she goes, tra- just fill yeah. out this form, and it's a blank sheet of paper. I'm like, will do. I should have used a fake name. I, I I don't know why I used my real name. That was so Bob stupid. Doppel. Yeah. <laughs> just Wait, get this you, idiot you out of here. You didn't put your social security number on that. I blank didn't put that on, but I did put my real name, and I did put just a, like Aetna is my health insurance provider. But I didn't oh, do group policy. You're not anything. getting any, any bill for that, yeah, dude. First of all, no, there's no you know barcode for the maple syrup you got injected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Give this motherfucker <laughs> some sugar water and get, get him the fuck out of here. So what's funny is uh, yesterday I had, uh, you know I I have to because I'm so pale I have to go see a dermatologist like every couple years and they just look you over <clears> for like. Uh, skin cancer, you know, and all that. And he's like, man, you, you must be great at sunscreen. Like, your freckles are, like, totally dormant. Like, you're really disciplined. And he looks at my butt and he goes, whoa, what's going on over here? <laughs> like, basically all these puncture wounds. And I'm like, oh, I got bit in the ass by a German shepherd in Ireland. He's like, okay, well, keep using that sunscreen. You know, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Moving on. Um... But another thing I, I wanted to tell you guys about, because it was one of the most surreal experiences I've had, um, but tell me if I'm talking too much about Ireland. But No, this is good. So we went to Belfast, which was amazing. If you ever go to Ireland, you should go to Belfast. So nobody went to Belfast for like 30 years because it was a war zone. Right. And now it's like, it's growing overnight. It was, of all the cities I went to, including Dublin, to me it was the most modern city because all the development has happened within the last 20 years. But what uh, they like to do is people who lived in that area that went through the troubles is like when they when they're entertaining tourists they tell you to go on a black cab tour of uh Belfast. And I guess Anthony Bourdain did this. I know I know you watched his show John. I don't know yeah, if you I saw love the show. Belfast one. Yeah, I did. Yep. But I guess what he did is so what they do is the bars are either traditionally a Catholic bar or a Protestant bar and you know all the troubles were based on Catholics and Protestants fighting. And when they tell you to go on a black cab tour, what they really know, and we didn't realize, is they know that this bar is going to call a Catholic driver or a Protestant <laughs> yes. driver. Yes. And they're going to show you the city because the city has all these um, basically these war uh, um, memorials painted on the houses and all that. And they're going to show it to you through the prism of either a Catholic or a Protestant. Um, we were staying with Catholics, so they ended up calling a Catholic driver, but we didn't know any of this at the time. We thought it was just going to be a standard tour. Like, we didn't realize that we were um, being uh, set up for this, which I'm, and I'm glad we did. It was like a, uh, a really amazing experience. But it was just sort of funny because the, there's a lot of like, and, and this this happened a lot in Ireland, There's there's a lot of like pretending like nobody knows what's going on and the the driver picks us up and he goes uh he's like where are you from and we're getting into he comes into the cab and gets to know us for like 10 minutes 15 minutes before he starts the tour it really is an amazing experience you should go on a black cab tour of belfast because like the drivers really want to get to know you before they take you on the tour <clears throat> and it's really cheap and it's it's amazing but anyhow he's getting to know us and he's like so and he's telling us how much like belfast was a war zone like his uncle was killed by a sniper and like 
you know, he was in fights all the time growing up, and he's like, but it's not like that anymore. It's like a tourist destination. It's great. We're all very happy that it's like this. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants the troubles to restart. He goes, normally uh, what I do is I have you guess my religion at the end, but I'm just going to tell you guys I'm I'm Catholic. I'm like, all right, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. But what's funny is the tour, he was so blatantly one-sided. <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> to me that he actually would pretend like we don't know. So the first mural we see is a Protestant mural. Uh, which was for this British soldier who was killed by the IRA. So and, these terrorists. Uh, oh, yeah. So he goes, he goes, I'm going to come in and talk to this mural inside because uh, we don't want passerbys to hear. <laughs> so he gets in it and he's like, this guy was called Top Gun uh, by the British military. He was in charge of the British military here. He's like, killed 17 innocent civilians. He claimed they were all part of the IRA. They were not. The IRA, by the way, has never killed a non-combatant. Uh, they are a political prisoner. They have never done anything wrong. This guy was a monster. <laughs> you might want to ask why they have a mural for him. Some people believe propaganda. He goes, okay, now we'll leave the camp <laughs> and look at it. They're like, oh, so you're saying you're Catholic, huh? Well, they never guess. Wait, but the IRA, there were... Oh, yeah. I mean, both sides killed it. I mean, it was yeah. a war. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a war. I mean, it was a war. It was, well, I mean, right. yeah, that, sloppy. That, you know? that usually, you know, tends to happen. I mean, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing in, in Serbia during the, the shit that happened in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Uh, so one if, side's totally if, innocent from the perspective yeah, of them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we didn't do anything. Couple yeah, miscalculations, you know. Yeah. All terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Trouble man. <laughs> so then this was really amazing. It, it was just surreal talking to some of the old timers that grew up <laughs> under this. Because they were like, so in the village I was at, there was like maybe three pubs. But they said back in the day, in like the 70s and 80s, there was like hundreds of pubs before they cracked down on drinking and driving. And these Irish guys were like, oh, man, the British soldiers, we get in fights with them. And, you know, they all say cunt. You know, those cunts were tough motherfuckers. But we'd get out of our car. We'd beat the shit out of them sometime. Sometimes they beat the shit out of us. They broke my jaw. It goes, tell you what. They never minded if we drove drunk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, like, ended up, as he drank more, he talked himself into almost, he'd rather live in a war zone where he can drive drunk. Uh, and funny. all the bars are open and he gets the shit kicked out of him every night. <laughs> Deal with the current society where everything's safe, but he can't drink and drive. He's like, I will say that for them. No, we were drunk as shit. They never cared. Never ticketed us. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because... Uh, a guy I ride the train with, he he was over in, in Ireland visiting his daughter who's studying over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they have really narrow roads with cars oh, yeah. along them. Oh, blind turns. Exactly. Nothing's a straight line. So yeah. my buddy who's American, he doesn't <clears throat> drink. Yeah. So he was driving one of these roads and he sideswiped a car. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was probably outside of a pub or something. Yeah. And he felt terrible. The owner came out and he's like, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry. You know, here's a thousand dollars. Like he was offering, yeah, to buy need? the guy yeah, yeah. A, a new door. And he's like, and the Irish guy's like, no, this happens all the time. You know, <laughs> don't worry about it. And he's like, no, yeah. no, let me. I gotta give you some money because yeah, I, yeah. I hit your car. He's like, I'm gonna jam the other door on the way home. <laughs> don't worry. You know, I mean, so this is the name of my car. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that's my neighbor's car that I drove here on accident. Yeah. So he didn't give a shit. About taking any money from you know this American That's hilarious. yeah tourist that wanted yeah. to give him a thousand dollars to fix well, so his car. Eric, our coworker, is going to Ireland, and he asked me like some of my tips, and I did tell him I'm like I would hire a professional driver. It's super driving. cheap. Yeah. 
I wouldn't drive there. Like one, the DUI laws are ridiculous. Not that Eric would drive drunk, but their their, their DUI limit is is uh, one one beer. You are over the limit. One beer. It's like point zero. Like we're point zero one. They're like point zero zero one. And you can actually get. They were saying what they do. They can also pull you over with no probable cause. So what they do is they pull. Uh, everyone in Ireland was bitching about the DUI laws. Like that's all I heard. Yep. I guess what they do is they actually wait till the next morning and just randomly pull everybody over at eight nine more in the morning because you'd be like, oh, I slept it off. Oh, they're I'm so fine drunk. to drive. Yeah. But oh. their DUI law, their their legal limit is so aggressive that you will still fail it the next morning, even though wow. like you're able to drive. Yeah. Basically, basically in in Serbia, in in recent two years, what they started doing is they have. Uh, Cops on uh, on every major bridge and every yeah. major intersection, and they, they'll just pull you aside. Mm-hmm. The cop will go in, and if he smells even a whiff of liquor, yeah. he'll just hand you the the the, the blow thing, the, the, the breathalyzer. Oh, yeah. The yeah. breathalyzer. So the, uh, yeah, but the but the but you can have a two or three beers and still be fine. I think the legal drinking limit is is the same. Same as here. As here yeah. yeah. No, Ireland's is very aggressive, and even even if you take aside, you know, drinking <laughs> and right. driving. Uh, it's just like driving there. Not only are you on the opposite side of the road, which is discombobulating, it is like, as you said, it is just like there isn't a straight line in, narrow that, in that country. Turns everywhere. Everything yeah. is narrow. And uh, what's crazy is they fly around everything. So you'll, right. you'll just be driving or walking in like just like a trolley or some villager on like a front loader just flies by a curve. Like I would never drive in that country. Were you at the same? But I know we've talked about this before. Is every time I go to London, the whole left side. Oh, it's crazy. I, I, I still look both ways every time I cross. The street. Oh, you have to, or you'll die. I, if you don't habitualize stopping and looking both ways, you will die. Be, but be, you know, yeah. I, I love in like London, where they paint on the street for tourists. Look this way. They have that in Dublin. They Do didn't they really? have it in any other place. But in Dublin, they have it painted, look look this way. So basically, right. in Jamaica, what they do, because they also drive on the left, like if they see that you're white, like yeah. people will walk into traffic and stop traffic for you. Oh, that's Cause they oh, wow. Know, that's damn hospitable. Because they know that you have no yeah, idea yeah, where, where from. to nope. look, yeah. and they don't want dead tourists. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really that's really interesting. In the city so yeah. Want them to, yeah, yeah, stay alive. Yep. So should we get to some computer stuff, Ross? You were gonna say uh, you were about to make an announcement about your laptop I mean, purchase. I mean, I was kind of after all a IT podcast. I was kind of looking at it. So I started teaching at DePaul, and I had to deal with a lot of students on Windows. And one of the things that really impressed me is the Git Bash stuff, and the new Windows. Um, Windows now has they introduced it a few years ago, but it was kind of shitty when they did the the Linux. They had a Linux terminal, like a wrapper for Linux, so yeah. it would act as a, a mm-hmm. as a Linux machine. And now Git Bash is doing a very similar thing, where it has all these wrappers, and you can basically use it as as a Mac command yeah. line. And I was thinking, like, because our Mac situation, like our next. The, the thing that John has is I don't think it's acceptable. It's atrocious. I mean, it's 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 atrocious. It's, a, it, it's like, bad. It's a terrible computer. <laughs> I mean, it's a good computer, but I, like I can't do half the things. Like I need dongles that don't. No, work. that's why it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate the I hate the the keyboard and the fact that escape is uh, a sticker. Basically, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's way up top. It's a yeah. It's not actually a key. 
Yeah, it's not an actual key. You know, it, it's it's really awkward, and I really got, have gotten used to this <laughs> Mac. And I was thinking about getting a, a a decent laptop and installing Linux on it and dealing with Linux. But the problem with Linux is you you can't install Teams, you can't install Photoshop, all the stuff. Yeah, all the stuff that you that you want to install. So yeah. then, when I saw the wrapper stuff for Windows, where, where I can do all of my development stuff on Linux, basically on Linux, and have the convenience of actually running apps on Windows, that might be a viable viable solution. And then I saw that the Razer gaming laptops no longer look like shit. Yeah. So they're no longer like th- these five-pound monstrosities. Yeah. They are very similar to MacBooks. Like they have designated graphics cards, SSDs inside, decent battery life, decent monitor, aluminum body, U- fucking USB ports. Uh, actual ports. <laughs> actual ports. Dongle-less. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I mean, that that might actually be a thing that I could do. Potentially, I mean, I don't know how the experience. No, I, I, I think I agree with you. I think, uh, well, I've never hated on Microsoft the way a lot of people do, and I think, I think what's weird about Microsoft is I think they're 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 sort of like a like the Star Trek franchise where, yeah, each one like one OS will be great, and then the next one's shit, and then it'll be <laughs> great, and then the next one's shit. They're not as consistent. I feel yeah, OS to OS is is it was, uh, it Mac was, is it was XP, and then they had that fucking. Piece I, I think shit. X, I on a, I've said this on the podcast. I think XP is when you look at usability and security and everything. I think it is the greatest operating system ever made. Hundred percent. Yeah, when you look at what end user the power it gave end users. While still giving them enough security to not fuck it up too bad, I think XP is the greatest operating system ever I, made. I grew up on XP. I yeah. mean, that was the longest time I've spent in front of any operating system was XP. And then they went out with Vista, and everyone was like, wow. "You're probably born about the same time as uh, XP." I was born a few years before oh, okay. XP. Just making sure. You're AD XP. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think Microsoft. Uh, yeah, I you know it, I I was talking about uh, to my wife. I was like, well, if we had to buy in a new laptop, she uh, her uh, work bought her a um, little Chromebook, which is fine. But I'm like, if we if we need one for the house, I'm like, I think I would get a Surface. Um, yeah, I'm kind of concerned. I really like those, and I like the new OSs in Microsoft. Yeah, I'm kind of concerned about the, the the actual power and the fact that they're really, really thin. I don't think I think it would be fine for most people, but if you wanted to, you know, open up a Photoshop file or do something, I'm I'm kinda concerned that it might not be able to do Well yeah, I mean we're talking about you know what's interesting so it's interesting you bring that up because I, I think that's like we as developers and power users, we think of those things and what's what's so interesting is at home you're thinking about something that the kids can also use. And kids think everything is touch. You know what's funny is like when I when they look right. at something on my computer, they oh, yeah, just they touch, touch the, screen. the screen. Yep, yep. And they're Absolutely. like, "What the fuck is wrong with Daddy's computer? You know, <laughs> it's broken." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, you you tell me you work on computers for a living. Well, yep. your machine doesn't work. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, "No, it doesn't. Please don't touch that screen. That, that's not how it works." You know. Um, but they're just so used to tactile input and that's another reason that is good like it, it'll be really interesting to see when this current generation grows up um what like what a power pc will look like hmm. because like they, it's you know they look at almost typing the way they look at cursive handwriting where they're like why would you type on a keyboard 
They don't even teach cursive handwriting anymore. They don't teach cursive handwriting mm, anymore. That is nope. true. Yeah, they wow. just within the last three years they've decided to quit teaching cursive handwriting. Well, which of, I agree with. I mean, of course you do. I mean, I I, I took a, a pen the other day, you know, started writing a little bit because I haven't done that in like five years. Yeah. Like, can I still do this? Yeah. <laughs> do my hands work? Yeah. You're like a stroke victim, <laughs> like trying to like see if it. Yeah. But uh, basically, the, the reason uh, was I was kind of talking to Nikki, and she's in in a process where she might actually get to work um, work from Serbia and I was she's like well I'm, I'm wait so you guys will have to do a long distance relationship no 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 no. she just wants to spend a little bit more time in Serbia like, oh okay. get a couple of weeks of vacation and then a few more weeks of working sure. from there is it you or what yeah it's me <laughs> it's me you can't commit she, yeah. she said her? she said uh, she said it's body odor yeah uh, gotcha. all right I've I, been meaning to bring that up. <laughs> Thank you, Carla. You're now in the relationship segment of <laughs> WWIT guys. So, you Ross know, is on the couch currently. <laughs> getting drilled. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so she said, you know, m- maybe I'll get like a cheap laptop. And I told her, you know, why would you get like a cheap laptop? You know, it, you would use it for the time you're there and then it would just sit in your house. Why not get like a proper laptop that you could take to work and then have to do what we do, which is I have. Agree everything you need and then when you have to work yeah. from home or move somewhere have like a proper it's laptop it's it's all there it's all good you know you can you know you don't have to remote in you don't have to do anything along those lines and she also couldn't you know an ideal laptop for her would be something along the lines of like a 13 inch macbook or a macbook sure. air if it had the power and if it actually had the dongles you know something right. lighter that you can kind of carry around but she she still needs the power because she runs you know Photoshop and Illustrator and all these these mm-hmm. things, so that's why I kind of went with you know maybe some people will think about you know performance as as well. No, I think you're right. Um, should we do a couple stories? There's got to be some news to get to, right? What else? What 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 has been going on? This I week? actually, you know what's <laughs> funny? I just got a funny story as the podcast started. Okay. So I can never pronounce this guy's name. Who's the actor that plays um, Sherlock Holmes and Doctor Strange? It's like Benedict Cumberbunch or something like that. Sure. That was it. Benedict Cumberbunch. Is that is it? Yeah. Oh. Nailed, nailed it, Sean. Um, sorry, I'm also eating the olive from my martini <laughs> as I do this. So I don't know if you uh, saw this. Apparently it just happened. He hit a biker in his Lamborghini in South Africa. Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch um, had a biker in his Lamborghini, and he basically um, wasn't charged. But what's funny is (laughs) it reminds me a bit of being in Ireland, just about like these local uh, sort of eccentrics and like these tougher. So this is the story. This is from BBC, and they're just describing... Um, he basically hit a 63-year-old fucking tough guy, you know? Right. So this yeah. sounds sort of funny if, if you, if, uh, I'll read it here or there. All right. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch got payback, not from the law, but in the form of a slap after accidentally bumping a cyclist with a Lamborghini. According to The Sun, the Dr. Strange actor drove into 63-year-old Michael Lawrence, who was left with a bloody arm after falling to the ground. A friend of the cyclist, the cyclist is affectionately known as Scooby, <laughs> recalled the incident. Scooby was on his brand new bike when this car appeared out of nowhere. There was literally nowhere else to go in the road. He just put his arm over him 
and took the full force of the impact with this Lamborghini on his forearm. He then smashed the wing mirror. Scooby dusted himself off. You know, he's full of adrenaline, and he reacted as he knows best. Slapped him in the face. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That posh actor was lucky that Scooby didn't throw a punch. According to friends, people then told Scooby that he is a famous actor... And he should not beat him up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love it. So, so this, I mean, Scoob, uh, don't do it. Yeah, don't do yeah, it, Scoob. I, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, the uh, Benedict, like, felt guilty. He's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry I didn't see you. Comes out to apologize. Gets slapped in the face by this old man. He got a man in tights. And, and then, like, the, like, everyone's like, Scooby, don't beat him up. He's famous. Like, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. That is like, weird. really, you're telling me this guy in a Lamborghini is famous? Well, I think a Lamborghini is probably about the height of... Uh, it's probably about the height of this coffee table. Exactly. Ten feet <laughs> wide. Yeah. yeah. A, a guy in a bicycle probably, yeah, is taller than a Lamborghini. Yeah, it probably is, yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. Like smash the windshield and all that. That's oh, the dude. That's Scoopy. Is that Scooby oh, wow, right that's there? a big dude. I mean, that is a big dude. Yeah, all right, yeah. big I, dude. Yeah. I can see where he can mess up a Lamborghini. So that, that's breaking news from the WWIT guys. Good, there, good. There, was, there was that other one, which was hilarious, the Walmart one. Has anybody read that one? I haven't read it. Oh, I saw I, the headline. I that. Go ahead. Have I mean, you read it? The, I've read it, but basically the headline tells you everything, except for one thing, that it when they actually... Well, you might want to read out the headline. I, I'm trying to find it I'm trying here. trying to find it, too. It, Wasn't it's in, it something like... Um, Oh, here Woman we go. Woman strips naked. Oh, yeah. All right, go ahead. Woman does karate. Karate? Karate. Son gets naked. Dog steals cornbread at Walmart, <laughs> police say. Whole group effort. Family effort. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, this happens in Wisconsin. I don't know. Wisconsin doesn't really, you know, I, I would expect this out of Florida, honestly. Florida, Ohio. Um, yeah. Wisconsin's an underrated white trash state. You know, <laughs> it really is. They don't yeah. grab the headlines, but they, they, they put the day-to-day W's up on the board. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I agree with you on that one. Yeah, but no, I travel to Wisconsin a lot. They, they definitely, they, they, they don't have loud wins, but they have a lot of wins, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, this, this is a loud win, I, I would, oh, I would like to see. Like, yeah. she, she's, she, 46, son, 25. I do not know how old the dog, dog was. Well, I'm sure she was probably tailgating in the parking lot before the Walmart opened. Tailgate in the Walmart parking <laughs> yeah. lot. Let's have a box of wine before we box go of in wine. deal with all these people. <laughs> these fuckers. Yeah. yeah. But I love the fact she actually kicked out. I mean, the, she probably does know karate or something. Because, I mean, she kicked out one of the windows from the police cruiser once they arrested her. Oh, oh she wow. did? Yeah, and they actually got in trouble. For, they got in more trouble for the shit they did after police came, like for resisting arrest and destruction of public property, then for the shit that the police got called, because, I mean, she was just doing, acting a little bit crazy. Right. And then she wouldn't chill out, and so... Uh, well, that's what happens. By the way, they did not, um, the, the dog was not charged. <laughs> the nice. dog was innocent. That's good. That's all Your Honor, my client, there's just like a Labrador there. <laughs> <laughs> it was raised in a bad hoe. I mean, the woman thinks she knows karate. The son is the naked. son is uh, yeah. exhibitionist. Yeah, you know, I don't know. This he's this, just trying to be liked. Yeah, this this was an amazing story. So another thing I posted today. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys feel about this, but uh, Carl's Jr., which is a burger joint. I know Carl's Jr. Yeah, yeah. but they're going to test out a 
CBD burger. Ugh. In I can't do Colorado. That, right? I can't so do the, it's the, freaking genius. So well, the, the the big like thing these days is CBD. Like yeah. Walgreens is going to sell it. It, it. We can get it anywhere now. So well, I, I have no problem with CBD, but is it actually going to make a burger taste better? I, I, I don't feel think it's new. about making it taste think so. better, but it's going to make the fries taste better later. Well, that's true. That's a good <laughs> point. That's a good point. And I milkshake think, a little bit after that. Would you and, rather just do CBD or do the drug and then have a good burger than have the... But that's the thing. Am I being too much of a traditionalist here? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, agree. the munchies are going to kick in, and then you're going to have another burger and another burger and, and another... That's <laughs> yeah, why and you Carl probably Jr. actually are probably already high if you're having the CBD burger. Like, no one just goes, you know the way I want to start my trip? CDB, <laughs> CBD burger at Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah, that's in Denver, exactly. Colorado, yeah. yes. <laughs> Well, actually, I might do that if I was going oh uh, on a cross-continental flight. Like, I'm going to have a nice yeah, lunch. Give me, one. give me one. Yes, please. A nice lunch. Yep. Three. A, a nice lunch. Get a little bit high so I can yeah, deal with the Yeah, but, I mean, say. airports have bars, so that's what you do instead. Yeah, that's what I do now. But it, it just seems like CBD is is the hot thing now since it's legal mm-hmm. in most states There's already. There's CBD ads on the L. Have you guys seen that? Oh, no, I have no, not. I'm good. I haven't I don't seen that um. Yeah. Um. Thank you. There's CBD oil ads on on our trains now, which are and it it, it says funny things. It's like de-stress your commute or something yeah, like yeah. that. CBD oil. You know. So CBD CBD oil actually has uh, THC in it, right? Uh, well, I, I yes. Normally, I think you can extract that if you have yeah. to legally in a certain market. But yes, normally it does. Okay. Yeah. So a buddy of mine uh, works at another uh, advertising firm, and he works on uh, yeah, not bad. This it's is good, not bad. It's a good hazy IPA. Uh, he works on tobacco, a tobacco brand, mm-hmm. and now the tobacco companies are actually uh, investing into weed, weed, weed yeah. companies because they see that that's the future. Oh, that I I think it would be a great. You know what's funny is they were like when I was growing up, pizza wasn't as big today as it is now right and there were tons of mom what i mean by that it wasn't as big business and there were just everyone had like all these local mom and pop pizza places and uh they were all bought up by like domino's or pizza hut and franchised and whatnot and i think it would be a great time to open up like a pot place because i think in 20 years that will be big business and you'll just sell whatever you whatever you built you'll sell to you know, uh, Marlboro or whoever yeah, yeah. ends up controlling it in 20 years. I mean, and that's what's happening. The big tobacco companies are buying into the, oh, yeah. the pot industry. Well, and they should. They, you know, to diversify, and uh, that'll probably be here forever. <laughs> so he, so my 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 buddy actually just bought uh, some CBD chewing tobacco. Like, I mean, I'm not sure about it but he's i mean the companies are always trying to blend yeah and trying to get it out as fast as sort of mixed products and everything exactly yeah Yeah. i don't know how i feel about you know i mean yeah it's you don't know how you feel about cbd chewing tobacco yeah that sounds that sounds sounds horrible i just don't know why you would go for like kind of a modern high with an old school delivery uh, mechanism yeah yeah i'm not sure if the the delivery mechanism is tobacco it could be something else but sure 
Well, I'll, it I'll might research just be and find for, out. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they know what they're doing. It might be for, like, old-timers yeah. who, like, they like chewing tobacco and they might want to try pot, but they don't want to do, like, a hippie-type thing, like... They don't want a hookah. Smoking a doobie. They just want to <laughs> you know, shove like, that in there. Yeah, like, it might just be for fucking old-timer rednecks. Who knows? You yeah. know, so. yeah. <laughs> Never I mean, how, how much more relaxed do you have to be than, like, you know, when I think of somebody chewing tobacco, I'm not thinking of a stressed person. You know, that guy no. is... No, they're usually not stressed, yeah. I think of baseball and, like, farmers yes. that do it, yeah. Farmers, yeah. yeah. Baseball, not so much. Yeah, well, well, back in the day, not anymore. Back in the day, A lot of stadiums yeah. are actually banning... Yeah, they got rid of that, you know. But, I mean, I think the Cubs, our, our team here in Chicago... Banned it a couple years ago, but everyone's like, yeah, fuck you. We're, I mean, I'm getting paid $10 million. I'm going to do what I want to do to play the game. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see them chew, well, they it, don't all chew the, that much anymore. Yeah, it, it's a generational oh, thing. Oh, I got back, in the, back in the 80s and 90s, oh, if huge. they didn't have their face puffed oh, out full totally. of tobacco. And you would just see, you would just see a long Moises yeah. stream Moises of black spit, you know. He's had the it's, biggest, like, yeah, body yeah. lip just, ever. Yeah, yeah. so gross. Yeah. I had this baseball card. I'll, I'll try, try to dig it up. It's like a minor league card when I was a kid. <clears throat> you know how everyone kind of poses for baseball yeah, cards, sure. you know? Like they're hitting or they're catching a ball. This one guy just has a big pouch of tobacco. <laughs> and he's taking a big, like, huge That's That's on hilarious. his baseball card. I wonder if that was his choice or if that he got paid for that. Oh, he's a minor leaguer. Probably he could care choice, less. But yeah, yeah, sure. It's like, you know what? I'm going to make it memorable. Exactly. <laughs> my two minutes in front of the camera. This you is know? my first baseball card yeah. ever. <laughs> awesome. Anyway. I, have, I have a buddy that, that still does uh, chewing tobacco, and it, it's terrible at bars. You know, oh, it's he, horrible. They, he always has to ask for cup. another cup. Yeah, yeah. You know, Spit and empty he, bottles. And he has to ask for a cup. He's like, I need a cup that isn't clear, you know, because otherwise it would be disgusting. And he's just like... You know, the and, napkin. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. It's disgusting either way. It's just less it is, disgusting. Yeah, it is. Really is. Yeah, less people have to deal with his. Um, but, you know, I don't know. What are you going to do? He's an addict, you know. <laughs> I've been on some airplanes where guys have pulled out their tin on an airplane. Oh, yeah. And, you know, in close quarters... You can smell it. Oh, you can. I mean, oh, you, yeah, you, you smell it at a bar. You, I mean, well, first of all, you, it starts it, with the shaking. They shake it around. Bum, they, bum, yeah. bum, bum, it, you hear it first. You know, it's illegal on planes. You're not supposed smell. to be able to do it. But I just remember this one flight. This guy was uh, scared to death of flying. Yeah. Like he was just, you know, about to have a panic attack. And that was the only thing that would calm him down was he just chewed the entire time sir sir let me bring you into this wonderful world of drinking yeah, exactly <laughs> the mini bottles are amazing just down a couple of those they do you know what they do in ireland by the way that's a total ripoff is so if you order a gin and tonic guess how you get a gin and tonic and if, if i were to maximize bar profits how would you get a gin and tonic uh ross I know. I'd give you a um, bottle of gin, like a small, like kind of like a Coke bottle, and a glass with, You're with gin. You're almost right. But they've actually max, maximized it more. They give you 
a one finger pour of gin yes, and then and a, a big bottle of tonic. Wait, the yeah. two liter one? Yes. No, it's not quite two liter, but it's like um, it's a little bit bigger than airport mini. So what's funny is when somebody orders a gin and tonic and you got to buy the next round, you're like, what do you want? They're like, I'm drinking gin and tonic. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get you gin and tonic. They're like, don't order tonic. <laughs> I already have one. Like, I have this bottle of tonic next to me for the rest of the night. And then they just, like, keep pouring it into their gin. You know, it's insane. Ma'am, ma'am yeah. I would like to order uh, a bottle of gin, one bottle of tonic, yeah. and a couple yeah. of limes, please. Unrelated. Yeah. Unrelated. <laughs> Unrelated purchases. Yeah. So, anyone uh, Game of Thrones fans? Yes. I would like to hear about it. I haven't seen it. I don't watch it anymore. Is, so were, we, were you guys all whoops. satisfied with the... Uh, Don't give me spoilers, but did you I like it? That's about what I expected out of the first episode. Yeah, and There's I, so much time. Yeah, in between the, yeah. the seasons. So you did like it. No. I, I liked it you didn't, enough. She did. No, wait. Let, let me let me rephrase. I am. I, I was 95% sure, and I still am, that this episode, this season is going to suck. Because now they have way too much money. They don't have... Um, uh, the, the writer, the writer George L. R. Martin, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. He kind of gave up. He let them do their own thing, and you could. Well, already he didn't give up. He takes so long to, to write, write a, that they the, couldn't wait for, for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, you could see it. They, they were ahead of him last season, and you could feel it. Like it's going to become very HBO-ish. You it's, mean it's, you know? it's going to be very Hollywood? It, like there's yeah. no more passage of time. You know, now you can just hop on a dragon and go from one end of the world to the other end of the world. That you know, it took him two years to get here. I'm just right. saying. Yeah, <laughs> and there's no dragon fucking, which was my big disappointment. You guys see the article? I, I did see the oh, well, article. They're all boys. They're all boys. Just dra- made me shake dragons, my head. Right? Like, of course that upsets people. But but <laughs> it was hilarious that that one scene when. The two dragons were together, and Jon Snow and Dragon Woman were together. They kept on going back and forth between the humans and the dragons. I'm like, are they really going to show this right now? That'd be great. Oh, my God. But that, actually, if I had two dragons, okay, I would be trying to make more dragons. I sure. agree with you. I would, too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that would be, like, my, my whole thing. Like, I need more of these. These are awesome. Yep. He's killed everything. Did, were there any kills in this episode? No. Did anyone die? Oh, yeah. Somebody few, did die. A few guards. When um, they were when they were getting... Um, when they were, when they were, all right, well, let's not do too many spoilers. No, no, no. no I, you're not going to... When the... When, on the boat? Oh, okay. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I was actually thinking of somebody else, but I don't know if I should say. I mean, it, was, no, it wasn't a main character or anything oh. like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... But you guys, it sounds like the consent... Divided consensus. It sounds like you two liked it. You did. No, no, no. I still liked it. I you just like anything. Else. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I yeah. still liked it. A Ross barely liking is an American's euphoria. It's like a t- <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You know, it's it was still under- entertaining. It's just you know the first six was- seasons were were better, and now you can feel the money. And I'm worried that they will Hollywood the shit out of. I- season. I really thought this episode was just a really good reunion yeah. episode to start the season back. Yeah, but I, only I will say, Ross, I don't know how many HBO shows you've watched or followed. I would say of all the Hollywood sort of studios, I think HBO is the best at doing like understated 
really good drama and like you know like the sopranos is a good example although the sopranos yeah. did end kind of melodramatic <laughs> so maybe maybe example. that actually goes to your point <laughs> uh, that it all ends hellenistically although that's how civil you know that that's how civilizations fall too you know it all becomes hellenistic i mean i i i would expect an ending from the writer whose name I'm having a lot of trouble pronouncing. Anyway. George L. Martin, isn't it? R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. Two Wise Martin. With an I. With an I. With, with and, an a, I. and an X and a Z. <laughs> I would expect of him to finish the last season with everybody dead and White Walkers taking over the world. Hmm. Like, that's the sort of thing that I would kind of... Just close the book. Just close... Like, done. I kind of love that guy, though, because he's like, you know what, man? Get to fish. I'm so rich now. I'm yeah. not even going to finish the books. These assholes, whatever. They're showing it on TV. I don't care. I eat a lot of battered shrimp. <laughs> like, he's so fat and just doesn't care. And I kind of love that about him. Because right. all the fans are like, finish it, finish it. Like, give us cannons. Who's got the cannons? You know, sort of like George Lucas, too. And he's like, I'm done, boys. You know, I got a nice house on the cottage. You he he got upset. He got a, a little bit upset. Uh, I think fans were giving him shit. <laughs> About the fact that he was as fat as he was, because yeah. they were worried he was gonna die before finishing the book. <laughs> so right. he got pissed off. Like, this guy life I support. found these other assholes at HBO to finish it for me. You know, <laughs> I don't have to deal with you Scream, guys anymore. I'm gonna go eat yeah. my CBD, Carl's Jr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be great if he was the spokesman for Carl's Jr. Like, hi, I'm George R. Double L. Martin. Yeah, this is my good friend John Daly. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I just bring him up because I saw. Well, I'm not fighting dragons. <laughs> yeah, we're playing 18 holes yeah. and smoking the entire time. <laughs> that is awesome. <sighs> anything should else? We wrap her I up think we or should do wrap we up. Else? Let's go have lunch. Any vendor scum, John? No, I don't think so. It's been pretty quiet. All right. Um, we were going to say there was one thing, although we haven't really. Well, we did criticize Dion a little bit. We always like to criticize Dion when he's not here. Because right. he never listens to the podcast, and then he does a rebuttal based on what he thinks he heard. So maybe what we'll just say is, we'll s- let's create something that he'll do a rebuttal against. So we'll say we criticized Dion's OCDness about the cleanliness of the offense, and we didn't really do it. But he'll he'll rebuttal for five minutes. And that so, needs to be in the title of the. Podcast. But they also yes. went the other night. So uh, oh okay, Dion and Steve are yeah, yeah in New York. Yeah, and they went to this German place for dinner, and it turned into a burlesque show at dinner. So what we'll do is we'll say, Dion, we talked about how you took the group to a strip club. Yes, in New York. <laughs> on this last podcast, he'll do his rebuttal, and yes. That's how that's how we'll Perfect. end. And we'll, we'll tune get... in tomorrow. <laughs> tune in next week to f- to hear Dion defend himself for taking the group to a strip club. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We got to make sure Steve actually names this podcast something along the lines. Dion of Dion took everyone to a strip club. Yes, please, Steve. <laughs> Dion took everyone to the strip club. <laughs> All right. We've been the World YT guys and girls. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.